This is Retail Retold, the story of how that store ended up in your neighborhood. I'm your host, Chris Ressa, and I invite you to join my conversation with some of the retail industry's biggest influencers. This podcast is brought to you by DLC Management. Welcome to Retail Retold, everyone. I'm your host, Chris Ressa. Thank you for joining me for our conversation today. So, jump right in with the topic I don't talk about all that often, which is conferences. I should say I don't talk about it a lot on the podcast. I've been posting a lot about business conferences on LinkedIn. Here's why. Pre-pandemic, I went to a million conferences, primarily centered around retail real estate. I ventured out to some other ones, not in retail real estate, and those were always useful, but I, in general, I attended a ton of conferences. Now, <clears throat> slowly starting to build back up into the conference rhythm. And, and this isn't necessarily because of health concerns. This is because like just trying to get back into a rhythm that I was taken out of, right? Conferences got replaced with like new work. And now I need to figure out how to maneuver that work around so that I can create the time to go to conferences. I think conferences are super valuable. You get to meet so many new people and so many existing relationships, so many people that you have existing relationships with in person in, in one time. You can do meetings, dinners, whatever. You can accelerate that <clears throat> connection curve, building a connection when with conferences, not to mention all the learning opportunities that come uh, with attending these types of conferences. <clears throat> I've attended some this year. I, I intend to really up my game next year on the amount of conferences I go to. Two big ones I attended that I never attended before that I attended this year are one, the NRF, National Retail Federation's big show, and two, Ascent, which is um, BizNow's uh, conference um, in Miami. Both were, they were completely different. Um, NRF had some, NRF for me, the big show, was really, it's expensive, but it's easy to get to because it's right here in the Jacob Javits. So for me, it was a train, you know, it's a train ride, a drive every morning. It's easy to get to. So if you don't have anything, it's in the beginning of the year. Year's just starting. People are like coming out of the new year. It's actually a pretty good time. Um, so what I would say about that one, NRF, because of their scale and power, they get some big time names and super high-level Fortune 500 corporate executives to come and speak. And to me, that's that was super interesting. That was a conference that had like CEO of this major public retailer, CFO of this retailer, head economist at Deloitte. So you got some like really interesting people from that perspective. So that was cool. That was for me... Super impactful. 
learning opportunity. Um, the networking, there's a lot of networking there. I met a lot of people, a little, the, a lot of the people that I met, um, they're in some pretty vastly different fields than me. So for me, that conference was really strong on the learning front. Additionally, that conference is really good about the what's coming front because there's a lot of vendors at that show and therefore in the, the trade show area. And therefore, there's a lot of innovation. So that was super interesting. And then Ascent. Uh, this show, a very expensive show in a conference. Super well done when it was in Miami, which was really um, great because I'm in the Northeast. It's Although, you know what? I say it was great. The weather was great. Don't get me wrong. But the fall weather in the Northeast right now is unbelievable. Long, light, long sleeve shirt, pants outside, cool breeze. It's brisk, maybe a vest. Don't need a coat most times. Great fall weather. Anyway, I digress. The ascent, now this was about, this was learning, sharing of ideas in a much different format. So at the NRF, they had, it was, you know, in a big room, keynote speakers type learning. This was networking, totally different topic, right? So that was, that was retail and best business practices at NRF. Ascent was really about commercial real estate and networking and meeting people. And they really did a good job of forcing opportunities for you to do that. At a golf event, so you paired with people, probably didn't meet before. They have these things, breakout rooms, they call them tribes, and they have a tribe leader. You sit for a couple hours and they print out and they had like some talking points for you to talk about with the group and share ideas and what was going on. And you learned a lot about people and how they were doing things and what they were doing. They had a speed deal making, which I've done in the past, but this was super well done. I got to give it to Biz now. Super well done speed deal making. Um, and it was an interesting one. It was one of the conferences where like you prepay for like the food is all included and the drink is all included, which was interesting. Um, so anyway, uh, met a lot of good people at both, expanded my networks, learned a ton and the 2023, um, right now I'm like really planning out conferences. Where am I going to go? Where am I going to be? Um, one of the big ones that I go to every year, it's one of my favorites, the ICSE open air. That's not going to be in 2023. So therefore like a conference opening in my schedule. So long story short, if you're still not in your conference rhythm, I think 2023 is a good year to increase your conference rhythm. Okay. So there's that. That's my conference rant. Uh, we're so, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep going. We're still on the conference rant. When we're so stuck to our teams in Zoom and like, ah, I could 
I can talk to people on Zoom and Teams totally. We're using it at DLC a ton. But it's just, it's energizing to go to a conference and see people. Like every time I go to a site or go to an in-person meeting, I'm so much more energized than like a Teams meeting. And I have a Teams meeting, the national retailer, in 30 minutes. And we're going over, actually, my team's going over portfolio of sites with them. Um, and this has been in the works. Like they prepared deck, they reviewed the deck and we're going to go through a call. We're going to go through the deck and it's great. It'd be more energizing in person. Albeit, this is more efficient. It's more efficient. And I always talk about this, just going tangent today, efficiency versus effectiveness. Sometimes it's not the most efficient thing to do, but it's still effective. And you have to think about this in your life and what you're doing from tasks time to time, like in balance, efficiency, and effectiveness, right? Sometimes it's not like, this is like one of the keys to delegating. The most efficient thing to do is sometimes is to delegate it, but you always have a, if you want it done right, then you can do it yourself. And I could do it in half the time than that person. But is it the best use of your time? So anyway, that's a whole other topic, efficiency and effectiveness. Let's talk about some retail real estate. So I'm going to bring you back to a gym in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So we're buying the shopping center in Milwaukee a long time ago. And there was a box and it was a 25,000 foot box. We just bought the center and we were talking to this gym and we get the gym into LOI and then we get the gym into lease and we're struggling in lease with this gym, going back and forth on some terms. One of the things we're stuck on is like signage and them doing something different than the rest of the shopping center. They want their branding. We understood, but it's taking a long time to get through like what their signage will look like. And we have a lease. uh, We have a center with other leases that kind of dictate some of the signage at this specific property. And it's causing a challenge because we're going to have to change some things potentially because of signage. We might need consent from other tenants. So we're trying not to do that. It's just dragging. Well, this gym was not the first call we made. There was another gym we called. And that gym passed. Well, then something happened in the market. And that gym wanted to come and into the market and really make sure the acquisition of the gym that I was at least with. So we... That gym, the broker of that gym calls me, the, the gym that we're not in lease with. We'll call the one I'm in lease with, gym A, gym B is the other one. Gym B calls me and says, what's the same in lease? You know, I don't know. And they're like, what are the terms? I'm, like, ah, I'm not going to tell you the terms. They're like, tell us the terms to see if we can beat it. <clears throat> so the deals are like close. I tell them, listen, I'm so much further ahead. So 
Um, we're still negotiating the signage issue. There's a couple other issues with Jim A and the lease. And then the ICS in Las Vegas comes, which is big retail real estate convention in Las Vegas. I, I go to Las Vegas. I get a text from there. Hey, from the broker, I brought the franchisee here. He flew in just to meet with you in Vegas. I don't care when, we'll meet with you. On the floor, off the floor, it doesn't matter. He's here just to see you. Okay. So I get to the floor, I get to the meeting, and I'm like, they're like, what's it going to take to get us the space so we can sign this? And I, I, talk, I really wasn't prepared to answer that question. I didn't have my model in front of me. Uh, you know, some of my financial guys are back in the office. So I call, I call them. I was like, hey, what would it take to like really like make this so compelling? They give me some ideas. So I, I tell I tell them, listen, I got to run some stuff. Why don't you guys come back to the booth at the end of the show later? No problem. We'll be back. They come back and I tell them everything. And I say, um, I said, okay, give them all the terms. They agree with you. Agree. Now here's the, the key term. I'm going to send you the lease. There's a typo. Maybe other than a typo, you read the lease. It's not going to conform to like your standards. Going to have to go out of process because you got to sign it by Tuesday. So we'll be back from Vegas later this week, Tuesday. And uh, he goes, I'm here to see you. It's Monday. I'll be back tomorrow, Tuesday. I don't need a week. If there's nothing crazy, I'll sign it by Wednesday. So I'm still in Vegas. I'm literally still in Vegas. I got Monday. So I email. I go out of my process. I got it because we have a whole process. We got to get things approved. We got to get it in our system. I call my legal, my attorney. I said, listen, you got to send this guy a lease. I'm going to email the terms. And, you know, my attorney not loving this because it's out of, it's out of process. And, what and you know they don't have, there's no LOI there's no LOI right we don't have an LOI and I'm like here's the terms it's really basic so we that Monday gets sent lease comes back into our office I'm still in Vegas with checks signed Wednesday so wow so now I have to call Jim A. And I explained to them like, hey, someone's come in out of nowhere. You were first. Here's what I'm going to take for you. You have to get off this sign thing. And they told me, listen, nice negotiating tactic. We're going to do this the right way. We're going to get what we need. and Or we're not doing a deal. I said, well, then we're going to go with the other guy. And he was trying to call my bluff. 
Long story short, today, Jim B is in that center. So, the moral of the story is <clears throat> supply is constrained in America today for real estate. We all have process, procedure. We all have to make sure we cross every I and cross every T. And not, not every I and cross every T. Both sides. One of the most compelling things in today's environment to get a lease done is speed. So for all the retailers and entrepreneurs out there, if you can offer speed to a landlord, you're probably going to save potentially on dollars and some other things. If you can actually offer speed, if you can skip some things in your process and offer speed in a world where we have supply chain issues, where it's tough to get a permit, we're delayed. Landlords are trying to get to rent commencement. If you can offer speed to a landlord, what are the more compelling things you can offer? Now, in that scenario, the rent was improved. There were some thing, other terms that were improved. But let me tell you the most compelling thing. I, I was still at the trade show and the lease came back. He had flown back to his office that night or the next day, got the lease from my attorney and signed it and sent it back with checks. We're all relying on other people in our teams, whether it's attorneys, accountants, architects, the ones that can corral them to get them aligned, to move expeditiously, to jump the line. They're going to win. So, that's what I have for today, everyone. Jim in Milwaukee. One of the most compelling things that, 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 that doesn't have a cost inside the body of a transaction. You might outside consultants, you have to pay things. But inside the body of the transaction that doesn't have a cost, that can save you tons in the transaction, is speed. One of the things we tell people all the time, we get stuck on a number. We get stuck on a number. It's You call it a negotiating tactic, call it whatever you want. You get stuck on a number. This happens all the time. Let's say we're a dollar apart and we're struggling with a tenant. Sometimes we'll say, I'll tell you what, we'll agree to your number. Lease has to be signed by Friday. If you can move quicker than your opponent, you're going to put yourself in a better chance to win. So, and listen, on the other side, we're trying to tell our teammates that because we believe that we're trying to move faster than our, our opponents. Not always easy. I'm with you. We got a lot. Of, there's a lot of competing interests, things going on, but sometimes speed is your friend. That, everyone. You have a great weekend. Um, something, our 200th episode is coming up. We are still rolling. To keep, if you enjoy this podcast, please, please, I would appreciate it so much. If you could just go to whatever your listening platform is, whether you're listening to us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, we're everywhere. Please rate and review us. 
The algorithm loves when people rate and review. If you haven't rated and review us, just go out and give us five stars. I would greatly appreciate it. If you want to leave a comment and rate us, that would be greatly appreciated too. But at a minimum, if you could just hit pause right now, hit stop, go to the thing, click five stars, greatly appreciate it. All right, everyone. Have a great one. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Retail Retold. If you want to share a story about a retail real estate deal that you were a part of on our show, please reach out to us at retailretold at dlcmgmt.com. This show highlights the stories behind the deals from all perspectives. So it doesn't matter if you are a retailer, broker, entrepreneur, architect, or an attorney. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Retail Retold so you don't miss out on next Thursday's episode.